Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about season two, episode four, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. No, they should not. Uh, This, I know that you've told me that you forgot this episode, which is. I mean, on brand. On brand. At this point, on brand, but. I thought I got it mixed up with an, an episode that is coming mm-hmm. later in the season. Yeah. Um, Weirdly has the same writer. Same writer. And I actually like that episode. Oh, I love that episode. It's, and I can't wait to talk about that oh, episode. Yeah, we will definitely 100%. That one's going to be a long one because yes. I love that episode. So I got excited when I started watching mm-hmm. this. I was like, yay, it's the not the episode I thought it was. No. Shit. I remembered this episode, but even though I watched it at the start of this year, even in my head, uh, I treated it a lot more kindly in my head than what I watched. Like, in my head, I was like, yeah, I remember them handling it oddly well. Like, no. I mean, they didn't handle it as bad as other shows Mm. handling similar topics at the time handled things. Yeah. But. it is. Look, it is like a bunch of kittens have gotten wet Mm -hmm. and they're just trying to do the needful and the cat's like, absolutely not. It's a little bit messy. It is a little bit messy. It's that friend that gets a little bit too loose on the wines. Yeah. And you're trying to rein her in, yeah. But she wants burgers at and it's four a.m. Yeah, and, and she's, she's got opinions about things that she shouldn't be voicing. Yes, um, that is <laughs> that is that. The, we're we're going to put that in like the description of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> just that, just that cliff note. Yes. So, I mean, the the crux of this episode ultimately is a conversation that Dean has at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, and yep. that I did like. Yeah, I, but I think we took a long, winding, crazy path to get to there. Yes, and I didn't really like the path that we took. No. And just because he does do foreshadowing throughout the episode, and I think it's worth talking about the foreshadowing, the yeah. little, I'll give it like a little touch. We'll talk about the actual scene because I think the scene is incredibly oh, well great. done. Also, um, I have purchased a new TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that Jensen Ackle has cute little freckles on his face. And you, it's like you're adorable. welcome to the end. Welcome to that part of the internet that's obsessed freckles. with Jensen's Ackle. He's got the cute, I did not realize. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but I have to say it now so I don't yeah. talk. About for like 20 minutes, just on yeah. Jen's ankles freckles. Yeah. He has the cutest freckles. An actress that we won't meet for seasons and seasons and seasons calls him freckles. <gasps> no one can see my it's, face His right freckles now, but... are a, a, a thing on the internet. It's adorable. I didn't even realize. I did not it honestly realize. adds an extra layer yeah. where you're just like, how dare you also be one of the most attractive men that's ever been born on this planet. Like, with little freckles with, on your nose. With the right amount of freckles. Beautiful. On okay. your face. Love it. Um, also, I love that there is an actress that doesn't call him Ackles but calls him Freckles because yeah. of this. It's fantastic. But, yeah, that's, I just thought that was my little snippet. Yeah. Like, like, that's not like a humble brag or anything. I was like, he has cute little freckles. I'm going to keep all that in just because that's absolutely a thing that the internet is well aware of. Uh, and again, and has lots Johnny, of come lately over here. <laughs> the reveal we have at the end of the episode that is foreshadowed throughout this episode is that Dean has worked out that John made some kind of deal to bring him back. Yeah. And that really colours Dean's experience in this episode. And that's why I wanted to talk about it at the start. Yeah. Because it really influences, I think, a lot of his actions. Like from the beginning to the middle. And also it kind of paints the picture for the last yep. couple of episodes where Dean's been a little bit, you know. Loosey-goosey with his life. Yep. Loosey-goosey Loose- with his emotions. And loosey-goosey with the um, killing of... of uh, demons and yeah you know, whatever they're hunting for that week it exactly yeah so uh yeah so i just wanted to bring that reveal in early um but let's talk about who wrote and directed this episode mm-hmm. so the episode was uh, written by Raelle tucker 
who mm-hmm. was Sarah Gamble's writing partner in season one. So they yep. wrote all their episodes together. And I'm just going to say, Raelle, you do write some episodes that I love later on. She then went to write on True Blood, <laughs> which, yes, yes correct. Yeah, correct. Yep. But I do kind of wish we had Sarah's perspective a little mm-hmm. bit yeah, on I, this topic because I feel like a little bit more of nuance. Yeah, I was going to say, I was li- you literally stole the words. Like, yeah. Look, the finesse and there has to be a certain balance and mm-hmm. delicacy. Yeah, and I like again. No offense, Rael. The episode that Cat thought this was, you write. And oh yeah, I'm very and, excited to talk about. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. Like actually, hundred. I know I've said I know they said a lot of episodes, but no, yeah. that one is always the first one I think of when I think of Supernatural, which is crazy because it is not the first one I think of because there's so many other good episodes. I know. Um, I'm a weirdo, <laughs> but yeah. So I just kind of did miss Sarah in this episode mm, yeah. with the subject matter. Look, it's the subject all, it's it's heavy. It's heavy and it's not handled particularly well. And again, we're seeing this through the context of 2021, but it is it is a little bit of a bummer as well that it was a woman that wrote this. Again, mm. I'm not trying to call you out, Rael. You're no. a really great writer. It's just... It's, it's, it's just, a lot to try and push into like a 45-minute time slot. And they don't talk about a lot of stuff. And we will talk about the stuff that they don't talk about because there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I have questions mm. um, that don't get answered. <laughs> One of my notes is, what is a soul? Like, because yeah, yeah. I have some questions. Uh, Look, it's just, I feel like it's just a bit, again, it's just that messy drunk friend. You yeah. Have, and it's just, they started off well. You can see where they were going. Yeah. But it's the, the execution is not great. It's like yeah. reality. It's like nailed at the cake show, you know, you know, reality versus, you know, expectation versus reality. And it's marginally (laughs) different. Yeah. And so, and it was directed by Kim Manners. Yes. I did notice that. Love him. The reason why I noticed that is when, um, and we'll talk about it in a second, Mm -hmm. in the first opening scenes Mm -hmm. um, after the cold cut, Dean's knocking on a tree and it sounds like he's just knocking on wood, like an actual like hollow (laughs) wall. And that's why I was like, what the fuck? And at the time, uh, at the time he's knocking on this very hollow, obviously very fake tree. (laughs) We're coming for you sound effects. (laughs) Yeah. I'm coming for you, man. Um, it's, it's my new, new fancy TV. It's picking up everything. Um, it, Kim Manor's name cropped up and it makes sense because of the way they filmed it. It's very Kim on brand for Kim Manners. Yes. Uh, so we, we open on a girl, she's sitting at a table, she's crying. Went back to um, season one lighting. Oh my God. The, the filter this see in this episode was egregious. Um, Sorry, Kim. It's, I mean, I, he doesn't do the color grading, but it was, it it had, I felt like it had eased off for the first couple of episodes and we're like, now we're back to, now we're back. We're we're back. We're back. (laughs) And I'm not here for it. (laughs) And, you know, we've got this, this nice guy, this really nice guy Mm. who is, comforting her in with her time beers. of need with some emo and some um you know beers and a, a listening ear because he's just such a good guy so we've got this girl um her name's Angela um she is sitting there with in her, her friend top. in her in her peasant top with mm. her friend Neil um clearly she's what been a through a uh breakup and then the boyfriend shows up and you know all mm. of it happens in a very quick roundabout way too like yeah. it's very oh they're sitting at a table and he's like comforting her and then bang 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 yeah and you don't know if you're at neil's house or her house yeah and that's what i, I was like are we at her house why like as someone who like if you're comforting me and mm. my partner comes banging on the door are you gonna open and just let him saunder on in no yeah. and it's very aggressive and you know 
portrayed in a very upsetting way. Oh, it's yeah. very given that he is this bad guy and we don't really know how bad he, he is. is. We don't know what he's done. Which is and mm. we don't we don't know. It's not easy. And you know, and he's like, No, you can't come in. Like Neil's obviously physically less presence. He's he's kind than of the boyfriend as, as the the meek guy. The he's, meek, nice guy that's guy. always there. We'll talk about it. It's a trope that I'm glad is dying out. Yes. Not interested in no. the nice guy who's always there for you meek because he's, he's in love with you. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. He has had the crush on you since the second grade. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. He's going to kill you. I mean, no. I mean, not in this episode, but like <laughs> the vibe is like it's a bit too, you know, a little bit too, like you I mean, held, y- the, the y- crush is. The crush has gone yeah. too long. You know, I it's just past its use by date. Yeah, it's past its use by date. I really don't like the like friend zoned mm-hmm. attitude perspective. And you get that kind of vibe when he puts down the M and M's, and she's like, "Thanks, Neil, for being such a great." Like she really, yeah, draw, like puts a line of for being my good. You're such a good friend, and you're like, "Uh huh." So this guy's clearly been friend zoned. Yeah, and then you know you get the boyfriend who is aggressive straight yeah. up like move out of the way mate i'm coming through yeah i am talking to her what are you going to do and he just steps aside yeah he's like mate this is your house you can shut the door and well call. matt actually shoves neil so matt's the boyfriend yeah. he actually shoves neil out of the way oh, and again too, it's yes. like physical presence is much bigger than mm-hmm. neil this poor sad man yeah look. anyway Angela's gone, and so she's driving. She opens her razor. Oh, I know, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. To have a razor in this time period was you had the cash, you had the money, and you were spending it. You probably were like you were Call on a plan. Out. You weren't on credit. Like, Call me Akko, because that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sup, Megan. Yeah. Sup. <laughs> In, in my defense, I was my first year out of high school at this point. So, like, I didn't have no money. <laughs> yeah, I had – I was uh, doing invoices for a refrigeration company. Yeah. So I thought I was bull or am I 40 grand a year? Yeah. Probably actually less than that probably. It would be way less than that. Yeah. I, I'd probably say about 28. I'd probably yeah. say 28 <laughs> a year. And I thought I was bull. Yeah. Yeah. So call me out because I knew what was up. Yeah. And I was working at a supermarket. So yeah. Um and so def- definitely did not have the the cash to splash on a on a razor. Razor yeah. was for the rich. So <laughs> she's trying to talk on the razor, she's crying, she's like leave me alone, like I'm so upset. It's all very overwrought if I'm completely honest. Oh yeah, it's very dramatic and and she's swerving as well and it's yeah. like, "Oh, we're really trying to drive home that she's an emotional woman having an emotional phone call on a dark and windy road." Yeah. And she crashes and dies. Yeah. Or presumably dies. Like, presumably Because she's like, they cut to her and she's all like bloody and like. With the fake blood and the fake blood. Just again, to drive home that she's ended and she's really mad at Matt. He's still on the phone and the blood's yep. dripping on the screen. <laughs> and she's like, Angela, Angela's like, ugh. Yeah. What an opening. What an opening. We then cut to the boys. Driving. Driving in the Impala. Dean isn't happy with Sam's plan um, or Slash doesn't really get Sam's plan which is that they're going to go visit their mum's grave. And Dean's yeah. like, I don't get why we're even doing this. Like, there, body. there was no body. We literally just put up a headstone. Like, there was no funeral. Like, why are we? Yeah. And, you know, mum's uncle came and, you know, he paid for this tombstone. Like, yeah, because we had already disappeared by then, as yeah. we discovered last season. <laughs> yeah, which is quite, when you hear that, it's just like, oof. And, you know, Sam, who at this stage has handled his dad's death 
better. Yes. He's handled his grief. I mean, he's probably still grief stricken, mm-hmm. but he's making positive steps and he's, he's like, I want to do this. I want, I don't care what you do. I need to do this. Yeah. So if you don't, I'll hop out of this car. I'll hitch my, I will catch you up. Cause it, cause Dean's like, why don't we just go back to the roadhouse? We haven't heard about this fucking demon. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's start. Like, let's just go ask some questions. And Sam's like, cool. Then let me out. I'll hitchhike. Yeah. I'll catch you in a day or two. Yeah. Let's not be an asshole about it. And interestingly, just interestingly, based on the last couple of episodes mm. and interesting on episodes come, Dean's like, oh, no, I don't want to go, like, hang out with those people at the roadhouse. Like, it's going to be so weird and awkward. Joe's there. Yeah. Um, we don't know how, how I feel about her. I wasn't going to bring that up. But-, but Well, it's just, like, interesting that like, they've started setting her up as this love interest and then, like, he's- two episodes later he's like, yeah, I don't want to go and hang out with those, those people. Yeah, it's interesting that, yeah. It's very much the sullen Dean that we're starting yeah. to see. And, like, we, we will see sullen Dean a lot over these 15 seasons. Yes. Um, but, yeah, this one was a really – it was very much like a teenager where your parents are like, we're going to your, we're going to our family friend's house. But, you know, <laughs> yep. Rebecca's going to be there. And you're like, Becca, I don't want to speak to her. Even though you've had no beef with her, but you just don't want to speak to Rebecca today. Yeah. It, it I mean, felt, I can that's relate the vibe to that. I was getting. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can relate to him being like, I don't want to make awkward small talk with people that I'm not interested in. I'm like, look, I this is yeah, relatable preach. context for me. Um, so they do go to the graveyard. They go to Mary's grave or her mm. gravestone, and Sam leaves John's dog tags. Yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful moment. And you then flip side, you've got mm-hmm. Dean who is keeping well away from the grave, well yeah. away from the area, and just wandering in a ser- wander wanderer wandering in a cemetery yeah and he sees you know he's sort of looking at different gravestones and then he sees a dead tree yeah. which is when you saw that kim man is directed because yes and the this sound effect hollow. was weird so hollow. it literally sounded like someone knocking on like grabbing like a timber sleeper and just knocking on it that's yeah. what it sounded like it was like not what a tree sounds like because i know if you knock on a tree depending on the tree it doesn't generally make like a knocking sound. No, it's it's generally not completely hollow. But I think the implication is it's like a dead tree. Yeah. And he sort of steps back and realizes there's a big ring. ring. And so he sort of looks down and he sees the, like, there's no gravestone there because it's obviously a very freshly dug grave. It's um, Angela's grave. And he's kind of like suspicious, interested, suspicious of, of yeah. all of the, the dead yeah. stuff. And then we flick back to, you know, um, Sam doing the need for, and it's a Jared. <laughs> and he's again doing the doing the positive steps, doing the right thing, and then we flip back back again, and you see Jared speaking to the groundskeeper. And I point out that groundskeeper was dressed very well. It was Dean that was talking to the groundskeeper. Yeah, because we were um, Sam was at the grave still speaking. You said Jared, <laughs> oh fuck, I did it again. <laughs> Souls guys. So you didn't even not even the right actor. Not even the right actor. Not even the right name in this show. Man, I am just. Oh, so Dean that. is talking to yeah someone who works at the cemetery. Maybe um I'm not sure in what capacity. Mm. Yeah, he says groundskeeper because when he is trying to plead his case with Sam, he's like, I spoke to the groundskeeper, and I was like, yeah, that groundskeeper was wearing a suit. Yeah, I mean, it might be that he. I like these yeah, questions. I know, I know. I'm asking the questions. No one, asks. no, no one, one asks. No, it was a man. He was wearing a suit. Yeah. Um. And you know, yeah, because Sam is like, because Dean's very suspicious, and Sam's like, someone just could have gone real ham with the pesticide. Like, yeah. Why do you think it's something weird? And yeah. he's like, I think it's like um unholy ground, and that's why it's dead. And yeah. so I think, you know, there's a case yeah, here for, that for we could to- get into. And Sam and and Sam is very much again because he's making positive steps. He's like, 
I don't know, man. I think you're just pulling at strings. Mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is we're not making headway here, guys. Like, yeah. Maybe you're sticking around for other reasons. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, he's like, maybe this is about something else. And Sam, again, similar to the last couple of episodes, has been very much trying to, like, get Dean to talk and yep. get, like, Dean to maybe process things a little <laughs> bit more. And Sam's clearly a little bit his wits ends where he's like, fine, whatever. Like, if you say that this is just a hunt, okay, fine, okay, this is just fine. a hunt. Prove to me. Again, it's, similar. Yeah. it's a very similar thing to when – Sam believed something was happening and Dean was like, we'll just go along for the ride, but it's probably mm-hmm. nothing. And what happens is we end up at Angela dad's, Angela's dad's place of yes. work. We find out that he's a professor. Yes. Dr. Mason. Yes. And he's a professor of um, ancient history. Mm-hmm. And in particular, during their sort of conversation, they come across a book that is in ancient Greek. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, that's a course that I, that I, that I teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of talk about Angela. She died in a car accident. Yep. It was, you know, a very sad moment, but very like. Very sudden. Sad. And yep. at first they're a little, you know, we're sort of, we're playing out like who could be, what could be going oh, on. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, you know, I still call her and like talk to her, which like leave her voicemails, which I think is, I mean, not an unusual no. thing to no. do. Um, after someone passes, I of still course. remember very clearly when my grandfather passed, this was back in the day of like physical phones. <laughs> oh, like the actual voice, like we voice had machine? a, yeah, we had a voicemail and about two weeks after he died, I just happened to, we didn't really check our voicemails much by that stage. We all had mobile phones. Um, and I went and checked it and he'd actually left us a message like two days before he died. And it was very nice. It was very sweet. Like you coming to Sunday dinner and like. Megan, I have a book that I want you to borrow. And like, it was very sweet. And it was a wonderful thing to accidentally discover after yeah. his passing because um, he died very suddenly. He died very peacefully, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think it's unusual. No, like, I had a voicemail from my dad. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, it was non-script. It was basically like, I'm here at the place we're meeting. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get here soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, but again, it's the it's the voice, it's the tone, and it's knowing the nuances of the person who's leaving the message. Yeah. So, it, yeah, like for me, it's like, whoa, he's a grieving father. His daughter was young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole, the old saying of, you know, you're not meant to, out, you know, parents don't outlive their children. Yeah. So there's a lot of that emotion. So. Yeah. Nothing, nothing untoward is, yeah. this conversation, they just find out about her and that he's really not involved in whatever Dean is thinking in his head. Yeah. And it's very, very innocent. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, she, she had a boyfriend, she had a roommate, yeah. like she lived a pretty normal college life. life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Sam sort of calls him out on that afterwards. He's like, he's, she seems like a nice girl that died in a car accident. I'm not really getting like. Yeah a vengeful spirit yeah. from her life. Um, and again, Dean, are we sure this is what it's about? <laughs> yeah. And I also love that Sam also calls him out. like, we really, like these first thing when they leave, you know, Mr. Uh, Dr. Mason's office mm-hmm. is that he's like, we really should have left that poor man alone. He yeah. is gr- He is like, and it's good that he does stand up. He's like, no, he was grieving. You could tell what, what crusade are we on right now? Because it doesn't make sense. And yeah, Dean again. Yeah. Like, no, I'm dying on this hill. This is the hill I have built and I am dying on it. Yeah. Um, there is something going on. It's this, these signs, you know, 
what what you know yes what adult you know young adult woman is telling her dad everything yeah exactly i was like and true very true um and i guess in the context of the reveal that we get that dean has worked out that his coming back was unnatural all of this makes sense in retrospect oh that yeah. he's like really digging into like thing something's wrong someone's come back or someone's here that shouldn't be yeah. here like me um which he obviously Hasn't revealed He's grappling same. with some some emotions of like it's unnatural. Yeah, and so I mean, props to Jensen because he clearly, obviously, he knows how this episode's going to end. So he's retrospectively playing all of that out. Yeah, in how he's reacting, he's very short with Sam. Sam is like, you didn't want to go near Mum's grave, like you didn't want to approach it. You mm-hmm. didn't want. Are you short? Like you don't talk about her. You don't talk about Dad. And like, if you want to take another swing at me, like go. Yeah, yeah. Go, here's my face. Here's go my very nuts. cute baby face. And Dean freaks out on him and is like, I don't need this and leaves. And obviously at the end of the episode, we find out that that's because Dean is really struggling with the fact that he knows that dad isn't there because he's there. Yeah. There was a, there was a deal made, mm-hmm. a, a deal made with the devil. Yes. To this, you know, to some. Yes. Um, and it's unnatural and he feels unnatural. Yes. We then cut to Matt. The boyfriend, oh yeah, doing my f- one of my absolute favorite tropes. I think it even there was. I think it's on Instagram. Like this guy filmed of like Lifetime movie dead wife on her last day on Earth. Of like she's under the she's under the sheets in the morning. Like oh, don't film me, don't film me. And she's like making tea. She's like no, I look terrible. And she's like flawless. I don't know how I'd find it again, but it's such a trope in mm. these sorts of shows, in like movies of like the beautiful wife not wanting to be filmed and being like chased around by a film camera. Yeah. It's my favorite trope because it's such nonsense. And then we see a tree, like a, a plant that's on his the coffee CGI table. The CGI was questionable. Questionable. We'll, we'll push past. You'll push past. Cats push him up. <laughs> and, and then Yeah, because he, he gets up. He, he gets sad. He has to go get another beer because, again, he's got to drink his sadness away. Yes. Another trope. Mm-hmm. Um, after pausing the video at the exact time she looks fucking flawless mm-hmm. um and yeah he goes up to get another beer mm-hmm. six back down and then we just see hear him scream and blood splatter so he's clearly been deadified in some form deadified i love that he's clearly been deadified but what we do know is that when he's staring at angela obviously you, you know oh god i wish she didn't kill herself blah, blah, blah. yeah you well see- she didn't kill herself she died in a car accident yeah, but, it was a know, genuine accident but, I, but yeah like he's like he's, i wish he's so sad because she's gone and it's again of such a trope of like sad boyfriend when yeah. girlfriend dead i can't believe our last words were anger you know yeah and then in the which is of- not an unfair thing oh no no, no 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 but this just is- in the context of this whole fucking episode this whole episode jump- we're mocking it because it's we're moving it we're moving at a snap pace yeah but we're not really giving the time in the air to what's actually unpacking the issues of to yeah. why they why were they fighting in the first place what was their relationship actually like? What was the whole? Mm-hmm. We're moving very fast and we're missing big gaps. Hence, why we can mock it and go, "The fuck, mate." Mm-hmm. Um, but in the corner of the TV, he sees this weird white. There's a woman. Yeah, it's all, a shade. A shade. We see black face. See mm-hmm. kind of and not, black no, not, not black face. <laughs> not, not black face, but we see darkened. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's almost like the grunt. The, the grunch. The grunch. The grunch. The grit. The, the Grinch? Grinch? Oh my God. The, the, no. the Grudge. The Grudge. Thank you. There's a lot of gr- 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 gr. You're keeping that in. I hate this. Um, <laughs> yes. We see that and we just see like a, again, a peasant, not a peasant top, a peasant dress. Yes. And then, and then the blood sprays on the yeah. TV. So, you know, what's, what's going on? Uh, we then cut the next day to Dean. He's, he's still on a mission. Mm-hmm. He goes to their, her apartment with her. 
old roommate. But like the balls that he's okay. Again, we don't know. He's opening the door with mm-hmm. keys. He must have stolen the machine from Dr. Mason. Yeah, it's just like, okay, so he saw the key. Like, we, we as the audience have to make assumptions that he's mm-hmm. stolen them or he's pickpocketed into the house yeah. and then found a, a set of keys on, like, a, like on a bench because yeah. he is walking in and he is looking at surveying the room. Yeah, which, by the way, these are college students. Yeah. So they're, what, 19, 20? Yeah, at best. This house, this apartment is decorated as nice as my house now as a 32-year-old. When I was 19, 20, like, yep. I, I my, my, my now husband and I, we had just moved in together. And like, yeah, we had the odd bit of nice furniture that we had saved up for, like our bed and our couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else was cobbled together from hand-me-downs yep. and borrowed things. Yep. And like, we didn't have much in the way of lamps or decor or mm-hmm. rugs. Like, that was stuff that we couldn't afford. And I can say pretty definitively not a friend amongst us had a decorative item nope. at that time in their house. And nope. most of our stuff was Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is such a nice decorated house. Like, it's so a, pretty. I actually thought it was a sorority house. I don't know. This was an apartment that yeah, they lived in and together. Like, which means that they had the money somehow to decorate this which is not relatable content no unless you're both coming from money which you know you'd you think that angela would come from because we don't know about her mom yeah (laughs) we we, this is not mentioned at all no not that it needs to be but you make the assumption that it was just her and her father yeah and And i guess a professor maybe a tenured professor would have a decent but still unreasonably well decorated yeah every and all all of the furnishings all of like Mm -hmm. the cabinetry everything like the hutch yeah, give oh. us give us a little bit of realism. Give yeah. us a little bit of like sparsely furnished. Yeah, I was gonna like, say like we probably had ten pieces of furniture in our first apartment. You yeah. know, like anyway, that was anyway, a long sidebar yeah. on the unrealism of the set deck. The set decorator, well done. It's beautiful. Mm, beautiful. It's just unrealistic oh, for. Can a I have that student. in my house, please? Yeah, could you just come to my house and finish decorating for me? That'd be great. Yep. But we meet Lindsay, the the housemate. She mm-hmm. shows up in a tiny pair of pants. And a um, white tank, and a white tank top, and a white tank top, and are we assume she's like woken up, which I don't know if that's the case because it seems like it was like in the middle of the day. Yeah, which again, I guess on brand for a college student, but who knows? Who knows? Dean convinces her that he is a cousin who is there to Alan? pick up um, all of. Dean does not look like an Alan. Always. Dean does not look like an Alan. Pick up all of uh, Angela's stuff yep. on behalf of her dad, um, and you know, and it sort of then cuts to. Uh, to Lindsay sobbing hysterically and like talking about talking about Angela but again it's this very and this is this is my one of my mm-hmm. many problems with the episode is that like Angela doesn't seem to have a lot of Substance. agency in her living life no there's nothing of her like, like they're like oh she was just so great and it just seems like she's sobbing more than what makes sense for what she's saying yeah this is where we find out matt obviously died he killed himself or they think because he slit his own throat which Which is not a thing i mean i mean yeah i mean never say never never say never but but it's suspect that that's how you kill yourself yeah and And she seems more upset about that scenario which is mm -hmm. fair than her roommate who tragically died in an accident Mm mm-hmm and all you can say about her is she was great. She was. And then, you know, Dean, she was just so, so, and Dean is obviously like great. And it's like, he's starting to get the sense something's not right here. Yeah. Cause he's like, mm, okay. But yet when we, she's like, 
I'm just really upset. You know, Matt killed himself last night. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and Dean's like, where do you live? Like, what? Like it's, he's, he's twigging on something's not right in this scenario. Because yeah. she seems more, you know, upset about Matt's death than her roommate. Yeah. And it just all seems very superficial and it's kind of, it's yeah. all playing a little weird. Yeah, um, it was not a great vibe. And it could also be the writing, but, yeah, it was just, I don't know. Yeah, it, did, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. And we cut back to the motel that the boys are staying at. <laughs> Sam is trying to watch porn in peace. Yeah. Look, and I can't believe I get to say this, guys, but put a pin in Casa Erotica because that's what they announce is that they're, um, they're like, like, next on the skin channel, Casa Erotica. And I just want to say... I get. I can't believe I get to say this, but put a pin in that because we will. We will be back to talk about Casa we'll Erotica. Circle, we'll circle we'll around. We'll circle that. around Casa Erotica because yes, this is not the last time we'll hear from them no. or their actors. But I also love that he. But Sam is watching it in an almost like an educational way. The way he's sitting, like he's very much his body language no. is just like. No, I, I, this, this, because my note is Sam is me watching horny TV as a teen. This is me. This is me in my bedroom watching SBS in the middle of the night oh, okay. in case my the French, you are, the French, cha- yeah, well, the French movies, the French movies or whatever. Like this is, this is me. I just remembered a French movie that I watched once on SBS. <laughs> Whoa, that movie was wild. <laughs> like I said, I, I understand. <laughs> you, you, it was, it after- was I don't, I could not tell you the, the, the real plot. Yep. But it was real cinemax whoa <laughs> hello sbs whoa that that really took me somewhere but i really relate to this like where you're poised and ready to not be watching horny stuff on television yeah like that's 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 what this stance is this uh-huh. is the stance of someone who is like primed ready, and ready primed and ready to be doing something else at any moment yeah because he's, he's like he's, lightning reflexes of what the- <laughs> and he's like flings the remote over the back and I'm like I can really relate to this like mm-hmm. I can really understand this for for me this is me watching horny stuff on SBS and I like that Dean calls him out on it he walks in and he's just like awkward yeah <laughs> and yeah like it's the first time in a while that we've seen cheeky Dean yes a little bit of banter yes and at first he's like oh yeah you know I'm just working my imaginary case and he's like you know didn't really find much oh except you know Angela's boyfriend died last night he slit his own throat and the sass levels that he delivers this. Yeah. I was just like, Dean, the sass actual levels of this. And, you know, he was seeing her everywhere before he died. Not just like seeing her and everything. He was seeing her. Yeah, like as is she was walking down the street. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, doing my job despite the fact you think I can't do it. We've all been there. We've all been this person. Uh-huh, that's me Who's like, how basis. about you just let me do my job? Mm. Um. <laughs> And you know he came from he went to his apartment dead dead flowers dead plants everywhere yep, dead almost everything. like it was unholy ground who knew <laughs> the smug level on the sass levels of this is so damn high mm-hmm. but so warranted yes i i mean we normally get sassy sam oh, i yes. appreciate when sassy dean comes out oh, that definitely. always makes me smile <laughs> and so he stole angela's diary her diary didn't really give no again no substance much away aside from like they sort of find a little bit more about Neil who's this really nice guy Guy. who's been very thoughtful to her the only thing I will say here right now is when we were in I can't remember the episode how funny okay in season one with Mm -hmm. the painting with the provenance I was gonna say provenance I'm like that doesn't sound right we got more backstory about 
someone who owned this photo, like owned that portrait. Yes. We got way more fucking backstory of a character we never had to meet. Yep. Then we do have the actual person in this who the, he's yeah. the quote unquote monster of the week. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. And I mean, we'll talk about it because like, we'll talk about this. Like all we get is that she was this super nice girl who, who was probably meek herself, but not as meek as Neil. Yeah. And she I was just... a goody girl, nice girl. I'm making a reach, making a stretch. She was a girl next door kind of, you know, yeah, good girl, went to school, did her job, whatever mm-hmm. job, if she had one. <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> Un- undetermined. But there was no substance of her. And that's really sad to be whittled down. Yeah, and I think that that makes this, what we're getting into talking yep. about soon, even harder to swallow because, yep. like, it's like, but where did she come from? What is a soul? Yeah. Like, what is, what, like, I w- we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there very soon and it's going to be a lot. They go to talk to Neil. Neil comes across exactly the way he came across, this kind of nice guy, yep. meek, nothing much to him, nothing much about him. Yep. Um, Keeping out of trouble. Keeping that, you know, keeping out of trouble. They pretend to be grief counselors for the for the college, which, by the way, they should do. definitely do. Um, I love that he's like, we don't do that at our college, and I'm like, fuck, what? They should. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you should, <laughs> you should. And uh, but he he reveals that on the night of the accident, she caught Matt with another woman, mm. and that's what kind of sparked all of this and caused all of this to happen. Like. And he also kind of makes a bit of a dig, like, well, if Matt killed himself, it wasn't because he was sad. Like, it was probably because he was guilty or something like that yeah. because of what Which, happened. Which, I mean, again, we're reaching because we don't know anything about Matt either. Yeah. Like, oh, the only thing we know. just a sort of more powerful full than guy, yeah. And again, Imposing presence. Yeah. The only thing we know about him is that, oh, he cheated on her. And that's also, unfortunately, what we know about Angela as well. Like, nice yeah. girl, she got cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. Dean's sort of like, oh, well, now vengeful spirit's making a little bit more sense about maybe why she's come back because she caught her boyfriend cheating on the night that she died. Like, all makes sense. And he's like, it's time to go burn some bones. And Sam's response, he's like, are you high? She got buried last week. That's not going to be bones. That's going to be flesh. Flesh. (laughs) Gooey flesh. Yeah. Oh, it's still being balm. So, I mean, but. I mean, who knows? Like. But also, it could have been a very hot. You know, it could be a could yeah. be humid. Ugh. Yeah, it's gonna be Ugh. a like a potential bloaty situation. A potential bloat situation. It's almost like when you know when whales die in the ocean. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, correct facts, Samuel. Samuel's correct. Samuel knows what's up. Eh? He's just like it's fine. It's like, <laughs> mate, all the vicks underneath your nose will not fix this problem. No, this is gonna be disgusting. But they go and they do it and they at do- night time. Which at night time, I, I understand why they do it at night time because yes. obviously you know you don't want to be like two strapping young lads digging up a grave because you're just gonna see some real. You're gonna think necrophilia. Yeah, like, they're gonna be like, I'm just gonna call the police, police. now. Yeah, please. Um, there are two strapping young men uh, digging know, up a grave. Digging up a grave. Don't know if that's gonna end up in a snuff film. Yeah. Um, snuff film is when you kill someone. Oh really? During oh. the film, so probably wouldn't involve the corpse. I'm not saying it wouldn't involve a corpse at the end, but like that's, that's what a snuff film is. Yeah, you have put the microphone down, so nobody heard that. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's I what a snuff film is. I thought it was just like real, like fucking hardcore shit. I mean, correct. Yeah, but I didn't realize that's why it was called a snuff film. Yeah. I thought there was like some fucked up shit. Yeah, that shouldn't be filmed. Yeah, because it was like. I mean, it is, but like, no, it's not like a broad strokes term for any kind of messed up stuff. It's a specific genre. genre, genre. 
a genre of film, which is um, if someone dies, you kill someone in the course of the film. Yeah. Snuff films. They're not good. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and they open the coffin and the coffin is empty. And then we cut back to Neil's house. Neil has a mysteriously nice house. Walking into a weird basement. Walking into a basement. And there's Angela and she's like got, you know, a nice peasant dress on. Very like Mm. oogie spooky. Probably what she got buried in, I'm going to guess. Um, And she's like, oh, I missed you. And she goes over and kisses him. And this is for me where in my head this episode had more to say about this than Mm. it actually does. It doesn't have anything to say about any of this. Mm. And in my head, for some reason, I had given it more credit than it it actually deserves. Because, yeah, when this happened, like, you know, we see Sam and Dean open up the the coffin. They're Mm -hmm. like, there's no fucking body. And they're looking around. They see some random symbols on, like, it's a linen-lined coffin. Linen-lined? I can't believe I said that without fucking that up. Linen-lined coffin, and there's, like, a cut that's been made in mm-hmm. the top of the coffin, and we see some symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what it means because they're symbols. Yeah. Dean and Sam are like, hey, we've seen those symbols mm-hmm. before. And then we go, and then it's a cut to to Neil. So that actually happens afterwards. Oh, so does it? Yeah, so they see the open empty coffin, we see Angela alive, and then we cut back. And that's oh, when we get them yeah. being like, oh, yeah. that's the symbols. And then we cut to him like, I've seen those symbols before because we saw them on the book for Dr. Mason. Yeah. And this is where... The, this is where kind of the good stuff happens in yeah. that we see Dean overreacting yep. because, again, as we get the reveal at the end, he now he has worked out that he is alive and he is back because somebody made a deal and, like, he shouldn't be here. And we sort of see all that play out in this this really upsetting scene where he is just going full to town on Dr. Mason thinking Dr. Mason has brought his dead daughter back. Because it's wrong. It's unnatural. Yeah. It goes against, you know, the life. And death cycle. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're like, we've seen this before, off to Dr. Mason. Also, backtracking a bit when Neil kisses Angela. Angela. Mm-hmm. I don't like this for many mm-hmm. reasons, but my main thing is like, when did Angela ever. Th- she friend zoned yep. him in the real life. So you yep. say, like, for me, I was so confused. My like, hang on. Yeah. Symbols. Are we saying that he brought her back to life but made a bargain with her? Like, you have to now live in my basement. Yeah. And we're going to be together forever. I'm going yeah. to live happily ever after. That's fucked. Yeah. That's what my that's what my brain has created a story because yeah. there's so many gaps of yeah. what the fuck's happening. Yeah. Does she have a soul? Does she is that why she's acting so differently? Yeah. Who fucking know? Who fucking like, knows? They don't. The, and this is where I thought in my head what I, ha- I thought had happened, and we'll talk about because there's a little bit of a scene later where I really like where that he had gaslit her somehow. Yeah. Into thinking she he was the only one that loved her. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. And because he brought her back, and so you know that's why. But she kind of has just gaslit herself for yeah. reasons unclear. Like we don't really know why now and she's also, in so in love with him. And also, just the whole. Like, I understand the vengeance thing on Matt because, obviously, you know, he cheated on her. But given everything else in her life, mm. she was a nice, calm woman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying – I'm not, you know, discrediting seeing your partner cheat on you if you walked in on the yeah. room would be traumatic. Does she not have a soul now and is that why she's acting like this? Yeah. I'm dead serious. Like, that is why I made that note because I was, like, so conf- – like, there's t- the story doesn't tell us – why she's flipped. And then I started thinking about practical magic because like she was <laughs> yeah. like, where I was just like, you, if anyone hasn't seen practical magic, go do that. Go, go do watch your, that. Go watch one. that. I'm going to watch but that like, it's the mood. It, but 
you know, in Practical Magic, they're like, oh, you know, when um, when your husband died, like you went to the aunts and asked them to bring him back. And she's like, yeah, they wouldn't because he would come back as something dark and unnatural. And then in the, the film, obviously, Nicole Kidman's like, I don't care if Jimmy comes back dark and unnatural. He already is dark and unnatural. I just want him to come back with a pulse. I'm like, is that what's happened here? Yeah, Did she come back as something dark and unnatural? unnatural because the, 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 the order of life and death has been skewed. Yeah, like, does she not have a soul now? And that's why, she's spoiler alert, guys, she's wreaking vengeance on the people she perceives as hurting her. Like, does she not a have lot, a conscience a every more, anymore? Like, the, the episode doesn't tell us anything yeah, of this. Yeah, we get no backstory. And I also don't – and then the other thing is, like, yeah, I understand someone not having a soul would be more flippant to right the wrongs so that she feels like she's been wronged against. But it's such a – it's so dramatic. Like, it's such a jump. That's why I don't like it. Because I'm like, yeah. hang on, taking a beat. One, this woman was a woman who 100% was meek, lovely, kind. Yeah. All count for all, you know, purposes of pe- her people in her life were talking yeah. about her. She's died in a tragic accident. She hasn't died in a, like, it wasn't great, but she hasn't died with vengeance. She was upset. She was upset. Yeah, she's not a vengeful spirit because, I, I mean, spoiler alert, guys, but it's really hard to not talk about this. Like, she was brought back by Neil. Yeah, she's not he vengeful. didn't bring her back for vengeance. He brought her back as his personal sex doll, which, again, the episode does well, not approach. I know. That's the other thing because I'm like, she didn't come back on her own volition. She yeah. came back because he brought her back. And that's why I'm like, she didn't come back on her own. Yeah. She was at peace. As best we know, yeah. As best we know. And say la vie, that's, that ship has sailed. Yeah. It's only when he's brought her back and it's like, like you said, did he bring her back because she has eyes soul? I'm going to say yes because – you know, checks and balances have been made. She's dead. She died. She's peaceful. She didn't come back on her own. Yeah. He's brought her back. You're probably right. Practical, magical, rising with yeah. the dead. So he brought her back and she's something dark and unnatural now. And I'm like, does that also mean, on the flip side, again, another layer, she therefore is like, oh, you brought me back. I love you. It's like, yeah. what is happening? Or is she manipulating him to make the situation? And this is the thing. This, the episode doesn't tell, tell us, us any of this and stuff. this is why I'm like, like why, did she now, why is she now devoted to him? Is it just because there's a scene a bit later on, which I'm thinking we're going to, where like she's just like being all sexy with him and she's like, you're the only one that really cared about me because you were the one that brought me back. And it's like, really, like, but really though, like, do you believe that? Or like, he didn't bring her back for vengeance. Again, he brought her back to be his secret sex doll, which again, the episode does not approach. No. And this is why I hate the nice guy trope because that's, absolutely i hate it hate it's cringe it's gross it's cringe. and it's, it's upsetting it's and upsetting. the episode does not a- address even t- many things address it at all that like nope. that's why he brought her back like dean sort of says something a bit later of like <laughs> i can't believe like i've heard of guys doing a lot but like this is the worst you know the most i've seen with someone to get laid yeah but like i guess in, again in my head this is why i made it better in my head that this episode actually did talk about the fact that he brought her back as his private sex doll yeah that he could. keeps in a basement that he locks yeah there's a lot like i said megan and I had to- incidentally because maybe she doesn't have a soul or a conscience or something which does not get explained she doesn't come back whole she then goes on a vengeance run but that's not why she came back yeah and this is the thing does neil know because he's brought the whatever in can't in um in can't oh i can't say it incarnation you know the in- incantation Thank you. Could not, my brain could not get there. Is did he? Because again, it's not explained. Does he go? Oh, if I do this spell or whatever, bring her back. Does he know? Because he's he, it's, it's found that you know 
when Sam and Dean are talking to Doc Grilly, I mean, when I say Sam and Dean, I mean Sam's present. Dean is doing all the yelling. Yes. Um, with Doctor with Doctor Mason, Angela's dad, he blurts out, "It's like, oh, that's actually my TA, which is Neil." So we then yeah. find out that that's how Neil had access to all these books and blah blah blah. Yeah. Because Sam and Dean did their own research before going to Doctor. <laughs> so sassily, Dean's like, "We did our own research, mate, at the library." Yeah. Eyes on you. Um, I love that, but. It's obviously revealed that Neil was a TA, was quite prof- mm-hmm. you know, quite proficient in this particular book for the Greeks and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, this Greek course was taught by Neil. Anyway, it makes me – because, again, flip – because we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Neil's obviously read the book going, okay, I've made a deal with the whatever Greek Yeah, God. we don't know. We, we, we actually don't, don't know. know. Like, did he make a deal? Like- well, they say it's necromancy, which is necromancy is just the dark arts being used to bring the dead back. Okay, cool. So, so there's no God or goddess necessarily that gets prayed to. It's just a harnessing of, like, the dark. So he does that, but it's not been explained, like, oh, if you bring her back, like, if you bring someone back, they come back with a soul. They come, yeah. Like, we don't know any of this. And it's like, how, okay, he's keeping her in the basement because he obviously doesn't want her just wandering around the streets because people would probably flip their tits, i.e. her dad. Yeah. Because that would fuck But why doesn't she want to see her dad? Yeah, why doesn't she want to see her dad? Secondly, why? How dead is she also? Because we'll get there, but she seems to still just be a, re- like, she's a reanimated corpse. She's not a yeah, she's not person cor- that's come back. Yeah, she's not like Corpse Bride. She is like Corpse Bride. I mean, she is. She is. She's a corpse that's sentient. Because, oh, yeah, like, later on she gets stabbed and it doesn't kill her. True. And it doesn't react on her body the way that it would, would if, you if were... she was alive. Yeah, true. So there's a lot of things. Like, again, a lot of things. There's a lot of... It's like they've... This episode had so much potential to be so much... Like, and again, creepier. I get the point that the point was really to do this uncovering at the end of Dean. Yeah. But it just... I have yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah, there's just a lot. Like... They've jumped, they've really, they're just going, this is the storyline. It's very linear. Let's not put too much effort, emphasis on it because the end reveal yeah. is that Dean can relate to this situation because he feels he's unnaturally, unnatural because he knows he should have died. Yeah. Because of the episode, you know, the first episode back in the season, you know, he's speaking to a reaper, blah, blah, blah. blah. So it's a lot to unpack yeah. here. And yeah, I, we're going to get past it because I'm going to get stuck on this loop, but Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you don't give the audience enough information about the monster of the week or the actual, like, yeah, the actual show run plot because it's really confusing. It's confusing and deeply problematic. Like, yeah, literally later on. Um, so basically, they go see Doctor Mason. Dean, yells, Dean at yells at him, and eventually Sam basically gets him out of here. And they have this really good conversation, which I actually really appreciated with Sam, where Sam's basically just calls him out. He's like. If this hadn't been what you were killing, I'm glad this is a real case because you would have just been trying to find something else to kill. And that's what you've been like. And this is what's happening. And, and it's, it's scary. And it's scaring me. I've lost my mum. I've lost my dad. I lost Jessica. And I do not want to lose you too. You are being erratic. You know, or in this scene where he's yeah. like, they're in the outside in front of the car. Yeah. And Dean kind of owns up to it in a way. He's like, dude, I get it. I understand. And you're totally right. That's how I've been acting. Yep. But right now there's a zombie out there. Yep. That we Question need mark? to kill. Is she a zombie? Question mark. We'll come, we'll, come back to, we'll come back to this conversation later, but right now we have to go and deal with this problem. Yeah, kill the thing that we can't really kill because we really don't know what we're working with here. Yeah. 
And they sort of, you know, there's too much zombie lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean's like, well, like shot to the head. And he's like, you've been watching too much, too many Romero films. Yes. Um, who basically invented the concept of modern zombie lore, essentially, oh, yeah. um, George so, Romero. So yeah, I didn't know the name and I was like, zombies maybe? Yeah. So he did like Dawn of the, the original Dawn of the Dead, the original Land of the Dead. He did all of those films yeah. in the 60s and 70s. Um, like the OG yeah. really came up with a lot of what zombie lore is yeah, in the cool. terms of how we see it these days. But yeah, like there's, and then there's this scene where Neil's talking to Angela and he's like, you didn't go see Matt, did you? Because he doesn't seem to be aware that she would want vengeance. And again, it's just a big plot hole, but the whole thing is a plot hole and that's what annoys me. And this is what the bit where I'm just like, oh, I hate this because like Neil's like, oh, I don't know. You seem like different since you've been back. And Angela says, you're right. I am. I've realized that you're the only one who ever really loved me. You proved that. You brought me back. I'm with you now. Isn't that what you always wanted? At which point I was like, like fuck it, you. It almost feels like he brought her back, but he also likes, you know, it's like the whole Powerpuff Girls, like sugar, spice, and everything nice. Mm-hmm. And then and then added an extra ingredient, and now you got the Powerpuff Girls. Da, 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 da. But it's not that. He's done, like, essentially he's done the sugar, spice, everything nice spell to bring it back. But then he's kind of added a sprinkling of, but she loved me. But did he? Like, I don't I think don't he did. I we don't, don't get the answer. And I hate but that's, this. That's, that's how I feel, though. Like, I feel like he's like, I'll but bring d- he brought her back, back but with a dash of, you must love me. You must love me, which is gross. Which is gr- gross because private sex doll. Yeah. That was a corpse. Then on top of that, it's like, she's, is she get, like, is she, did he, like, did he gaslight her to make her love, like, to make her love him? Yeah. Or is she doing it because she's like, now evil and soulless and doesn't care about the repercussions of her actions because she's dead. She doesn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, like she's um, manipulating him and she yeah. doesn't actually – but we don't get any answer We don't that. fucking know. And so instead we get Ugh. this kind of gross situation where this nice guy brings back this girl as his private sex doll. Who was a um, nice girl. Except she's a private sex doll corpse and like somehow in amongst she that she's – She has no emotions. She now loves him because he brought her back from the and dead. That's, but like, And that was the test. It's like, oh, my God. It reminds me of like the whole emo. It's like you emo days of like, if you love me, you do this thing for me. And blah, yeah, blah. And it's like, but that, but that wasn't a scenario that was even in the front in the, at the beginning of the episode. We saw, we saw both of them. She did not give it us a glimmer of hope that this is yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. No, there's no real indication. <sighs> like they sort of work it out retroactively that that's what's going on. But yeah, yeah. Um, us as the audience, we go, "Oh, he loves her. She doesn't love him." Yeah, this is just friendship in her eyes. It's something more for him. Um, then plot fucking twist. Literally, I love you. You you brought me back. Of course, she must love me. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, how did we get here? Like, it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's look. There is a big chunk of scenes missing that we need to know about. Yeah, like I don't understand and it just comes across and it, this, it just ages the episode terribly now because yeah. it's kind of like. There's plot holes. Sh- it's like Swiss cheese, man. So Sam and Dean are trying to figure out how to kill her. There's yep. too much lore. Mm-hmm. And we then cut. Um, Angela's gotten out again somehow from her sex dungeon basement and she's attacking Lindsay because we do sort of work out that a Lindsay is who – was the other party in yep. the cheating situation. That's why she was so upset that mm-hmm. Matt was dead as well. That's why she sort of was really weird in how she was reacting because yep. she probably also felt somewhat responsible. Yep. Um, and so Angela comes after her and tries to attack her. Yep. And they sort of fight over some scissors. Mm-hmm. 
some some big dressmaking scissors. Some big dressmaking scissors, unclear where they came from. And But they only look expensive scissors. Like they're mm. not like the five dollar job you get from Spotlight. They're like proper They're proper like murder, murder scissors. Yes, murder and- scissors, correct. <laughs> and Lindsay ends up stabbing Angela. And this is what I mean. Like in the chest. She, in the chest yeah. Because it doesn't kill her, which is fine if she's a zombie, but then like she's not a person then. Because she pulls it out and it's not it doesn't bleed. Bleed. It just kind of is gooey. And gunky, which is yeah. what a body would be. So like would she continue to decompose? I have some questions. Like, is she just gonna goo away like a zombie does? Like luckily Sam and Dean come like, in help her yeah shoot her and i'm reason why i'm pushing that forward is because when she does get back into the basement the sex dungeon yes you see the scars yeah and they haven't healed yeah but also they've kind they kind of look dead like it looks like the skin around it is decaying yeah again unclear yeah if that's a fact yeah so did was this was this sex doll on a timer for neil because she would eventually i just got the shivers I mean, <laughs> gross. Uh, so she runs away. She escapes. Yep. Um, and they decide to go and talk to Neil. Neil is sort of sitting there and, like, being very coy and being very like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And Dean clicks that Angela must be somewhere in the, the room. Yep. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to go perform a ritual. And Sam's like, what? <laughs> um, to send her back to her grave. So in an hour or so, uh, we're going to go to the cemetery now so she'll be dead again. So um you know whatever and and then he sort of leans in close and he's like be cool dude get out of here so neil goes he tried angela was there she did hear everything he's like no we'll go and we'll stop them from killing from killing you again like don't worry and he's like you mean killing them though like that's how we're gonna do this and she's like well yeah like what do you think i've been doing this whole time yeah um i've been murdering everyone you're like okay then (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're just like oh oh all right and he sort of tries to escape and that's when he she snaps his neck which poof and so that again we don't get any answers does that mean that the whole time she was just manipulating him does that mean she like was upset about his betrayal yeah as her one true love question mark now i have a lot of questions um and i'm not going to get any answers from this episode i hated this episode i hate yeah. talking about this yes, I- Yep, stupid, weird, bullshit dynamic. Yeah, because it's also not clear because this happened. So you know the boys are going to the grave and they're yeah they're the grave or the graveyard. They're just doing because they've they've figured out that one other myth or one other thing that pops mm. up a lot in lore aside from silver bullets because they did shoot her and it didn't do anything. Mm. Um, is like luring her back to her grave and start yep. like um impaling her back in the grave and that's where they think the whole idea of impaling a vampire came yep. from which is actually true that is yeah actually, that's exactly yeah that's that is that is a true bit of yeah lore. they definitely do that in hungary can confirm and uh sam was used as the bait oh that's right yes he was he was used as the bait for angela and then they get her back into her grave they stab her she's like no don't they stab her and then she dies so real and she's dead now yeah but unfortunately fortunately question mark i don't really give a fuck about neil so i'm kind of like well dude you reap what you sow. like you yeah. brought a woman back from the dead and you locked her in a basement like you should be in prison for a whole bunch of other reasons yeah. like I'm not like saying having just sex with a corpse not just you know uh not just yeah look reap what you sow, just desserts all the kind mm-hmm. of scenario like souls you had to die but also souls don't be that guy yeah 
Like, I'm more sad about Matt dying. Mystery Matt, we don't really know much about him. Like, look, here's the thing. They're 19, 20 years old. Relationships at that stage, yes, Fuckery some of them. happen. Some of them last. I say this because my, my husband and I got together when we were 19. We were very young. But it is just part of that experience. That Navigating, like you know, 19 early. to 22 yeah. year old. Like, there's lots of chopping and changing of who is dating who. Like, Matt, yeah, don't cheat on people. That's kind of shitty behavior. But, like. You would have thought lots he... of people cheat on people, and yep. it's because of reasons of over and like. Yeah, it's not just because they they bad person they die like that's that's an oversimplified yep. version of the world. And it's not a great view because it's like you would think that if this episode they've you know like yeah they've he cheated on her they would have broken up and they would have you know Angela would have done some soul searching he mm-hmm. would have done some soul searching they make you make the assumption they didn't get back together but they yeah. moved on with their lives. You know, he ends up with Lindsay, and for whatever reason, Lindsay is his, like, swan. Like, they're meant to be together forever. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. This is the point. It's this – it feels like if you're a cheater, you deserve to die. And it's like, no, 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 no. No. No, no, no. And yes. then Lindsay deserved to live because she's a woman. Like, Yeah, it's it's a lot. And it's like, oh, but it wasn't Lindsay's fault. It was Matt's fault. It's like, no, 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 two tango. Well, that's not right. And also, we don't get told any of that. <laughs> no, we don't get told. It's just – and we only get this one scene at the very start that implies that maybe he's a bit aggro and maybe a little bit like yeah, aggressive. When, that, when this episode started, I thought she was married to him mm. and I thought it was a domestic violence scenario. Yeah, and it's very played like that. But again, we don't get anything later on to support this. Like we mm. just get like she was a really nice girl. He She was dating this guy. This guy in his Not last moment is like sad about her death and is like watching videos mm. of her. Like, you don't really ever get any backup of, like... Was he an asshole? That he was... Again, not that he deserved to die, but, like, you never get the follow-through of, like, was this just him in that moment? Again, they're meant to be, like, 19 or 20 years old. Obviously, all of these actors are considerably older than that, but, like... Yeah. They're meant to be 19 or 20 years old, so, like, you you overreact when you're that age to everything. Oh, yeah. So, it's kind of, like... Could mainly didn't play out in a domestic violence situation. That doesn't mean that they had sex. They he cheated on her. Yeah, like we don't have any context for any of it. Yeah, means. it could have been that they were, you know, it was they just were making out in the bed. Yeah, we don't know. We there's have no. Yeah, there's no degree, and not that there needs to be, but it's like, could they have just? She'd walked into them kissing. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And that's the like. And she overreacted because she's 19 years old. Exactly. And at the beginning of the episode, I did think Neil was her brother, like her older brother. <laughs> and then when she sat down and she's like, friend, I'm like, oh, this is weird. It's just a lot of the show was driving home one point and that was yeah. to get to Sam, uh, sorry, to Dean to go, I'm unnatural. Yeah. And so the end of this episode, um, well, once he kills her, he's like, what's dead should stay dead. Well, heavy handed def- Dean is definitely transferring. Put that on a shirt. You sell millions. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> like De- Dean is definitely transferring his feelings in this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, they they finished sort of burying her body and, and are getting ready to leave. And I'm only mentioning this because it's very funny because he, Sam is like, I think she broke my hand. Fun fact, previous episode, bloodlust, Jared actually broke his hand um, in one of the stunts. And uh, so <laughs> they obviously wrote this in because he genuinely had a broken hand. And then I think in the next ep- two episodes or so, he has like a cast on. He has a cast on. Yeah. And it just this is not the last time that Jared Padalecki 
breaks no like i'm seeing it in my head in like season like 11 or so like it's like late in the season and i'm just like what the fuck is up he he loves to break a limb um ow and so yeah so he actually broke his hand and so they wrote that line in so that to explain in the next few episodes why he's wearing and that also sort of explains like he's very off, like hands off in this episode, and that's because he literally had a broken hand and yep. they're waiting for X rays to come. And it makes sense because he there's a lot of um, scenes where he's wearing his overcoat to cover like, covers a lot of his yeah, and he's and when they, he is sitting down, you don't really see his arms yeah. and stuff like. That and you sense. can even see when he gets in the Impala at the end, he opens like even though it's the wrong hand, he opens the door with his other hand uh-huh. and like closes it, even though it's like reaching across and stuff like that because he actually break his hand. Um, so I just wanted to pause before we get mm. to this final scene to talk about Jared Pelinski breaking limbs because this is not the last time that he will break a limb. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it happens on multiple occasions throughout the history of this show. Anyway, they are driving along. Dean is very, like, silent, clearly deep in his own thoughts. Sam is a bit like, do I talk about it with him? Do I not talk about it with him? Mm-hmm. Do I want to get yelled at again today? Do I mm-hmm. not want to get yelled at again today? Yeah. And then Dean pulls over and gets out of the car. Um, and so they have this conversation where Dean reveals that he's figured it out. He's like, it's my fault dad's gone. And he's like, doesn't take a genius to work out, which, sorry, no offense, Dean, I did pull you out on this a couple of yeah. episodes ago. So you're right. It doesn't take a genius to work it out. He's like, I made a full miracle recovery and then mm-hmm. the cult was gone and dad was dead. dead. Like I did not need much to figure this one out. Yeah. The maths on this was pretty simple. It like, was pretty simple, which is like. One plus one equals fuck. We don't know how. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. I just know in my heart that a deal was made and that dad's dead because of me and that I shouldn't be here because yeah. I should have died. Yeah. Like, obviously, Dean doesn't remember anything that happens in that episode. He doesn't remember meeting no. Tessa or anything like that. But, like, he's right. It doesn't take much to put the pieces together. Yeah. He had an inkling. He's yeah. like, there's something, yeah, the, with all the actual hard facts, there's an inkling. It's like, hmm, this doesn't seem natural. Yeah. And, of course, this is, again, beautiful acting on the part of Jensen and Jared. Mm-hmm. It's played so beautifully. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really heart wrenching because he's like, you and dad, those that that's what matters to me the most. And yep. now look where I am. I'm here. Dad's not, and it's not natural and it's not what should have happened. I should be dead. And you wanted to know how I was feeling and this is how I'm feeling. And like, I don't know what you're going to say in response to that because like, There's something you really I've figured say. it out. I've figured out hmm. that I shouldn't be here. And I really do appreciate that the show talks about, like, this is horrible for Dean to realise and to understand that he's here when he shouldn't be. Well, yeah, because he's... And what the cost was. Yeah, because, you know, Sam's able to grieve in a natural process because he doesn't have this, you know, thing dangling over his head of, like, my dad made a bargain with yeah. someone to keep me here. Yeah. He hadn't, it maybe he, like, I mean, obviously that might change now how he feels about it, but like, it's clear that he hadn't put the pieces together. No. Cause he's just like, I'm dealing with my own grief. Mm-hmm. You've made a miracle. Miracles have happened. It's not like the first time you've been saved because yeah. faith, um, say la vie. And he's yeah. just like, in Sam's eye, and not in Sam's defense, but Sam, I'm not going to say he, he, and I think in his head, the way he's also gotten over his dad is like, 
he can live with the fact that his dad's passed. Yeah. I don't think he would have been able to live with Dean passing. Yeah. And having his dad remain. Yeah. So I think for him, not that it shows any guilt or anything, but I feel like he's like, the right, for me, the yeah. choices that I wanted had happened, so I'm going to live my life to the full, you know. Yeah. He's made, but like, and I mean, just from observations, probably not, but yeah. And then you've got Dean on the other side going, I'm grieving my father, but also the cult's gone. I was going to die and I was yeah. basically in a coma. I live, Dad's not here. Fuck. Yeah. And also, full recovery, no injuries. Yeah, full recovery of things that you can't re- just recover from. Yeah, in, in a day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's the end of the episode is, mm. is Dean sort of pouring his heart out. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that it takes the time to talk of this. I don't really like any of the rest of the episode. No. Because I don't like any of the bullshit with Neil being a gross weirdo and, and uh, him not dolls. getting called out on that. I don't like the we don't know if Angela has a soul or not, if she no. has a conscience or not. Why did she change her behavior when she came yeah, back as a She's not a vengeful spirit, so what the fuck was she? She wasn't brought back as a vengeful spirit. She wasn't brought back for vengeance at all. She was brought back as a sex doll. So like there's a lot of, like there's a lot of uh, there's lots of put back in a box yeah. that has like no ass in it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like pfft. But yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. Jesus. I'm happy to say the next episode is much better, much more fun. We get yeah. introduced to one of my favorite writers on the show. Fantastic. And I'm excited to talk about it and excited to for us to maybe get back a little bit into being what we allege to be, which is a comedy podcast. Yes, 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 because it's been very hot and heavy. <laughs> it's not even hot and heavy, it's just been this very it's just been very heavy for the last the last four episodes. Look, we're going to get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Uh, so as always, you can find us on Twitter at We Will Talk Pod. You can find us on Instagram at We Will Talk About It Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you can email us. We will talk about it pod at gmail dot com. Show notes are at We Will Talk About It dot com. Uh, yeah, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Recommend a podcast, please. Yeah, we would love it if you would like to leave a rating on Apple in particular. That is amazing. That is how people can find us. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, stay safe and don't bring back people from the dead. Unless it's Dean. Unless it's Dean. Slash Sam. Slash Sam. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>